When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Take your heart pills and, and buckle up. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Major trade that just happened in this draft. Major. Uh, is A.J. Brown on the, on, the, on the trade block? As long as I'm the coach here, I would, I would want to have A.J. Brown on my football team. The Rich Eisen Show. He's still coaching Tennessee Titans, and A.J. Brown is on the Philadelphia Eagles. Take your heart pills and, and buckle up. Earlier on the show, Jets general manager Joe Douglas. Still to come. Cardinals General Manager Steve Keim, Eagles General Manager Howie Roseman, and now it's Rich Eisen. Well, hey, hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show on the air, fresh back from Las Vegas, Nevada, after 260-some-odd selections, um, and uh, it's a good. It, it, it was just a great time. And uh, later on in the show, we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the experience being in Las Vegas. And um, and how I hope it's the first of many times that we are there for major NFL events. Uh, we had Joe Douglas, the general manager of the New York Jets, on in hour number one. Howie Roseman, the general manager of the Philadelphia Eagles, will be on in hour number three, along with my colleague Ian Rappaport from the NFL Media Group. Not together. Um, uh, as a matter of fact, I don't know if I've ever been seen in the same room together, Ian and, and Howie Roseman. Um, so that's an hour number three of this program. Uh, you've got overreaction Monday, Chris Brockman, all teed up, right? Coming up. Very minutes. NFL draft heavy version heavy, of that. Heavy okay, NFL very good. Draft. Uh, very good. TJ Jefferson has lit the candle over an hour ago. Hey. Um, so we turn to the phone lines, the Mercedes Benz Vans phone line right now for, uh, our general manager friend from Arizona, Steve Kime of the Arizona Cardinals here on the Rich Eisen show. How you doing, Steve? I'm doing great, Rich. How was Vegas, you babe? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steve. I'm back in one piece. Um, I got that. I got that email from uh, RG1 saying stay away from the tables. So it, uh, that that worked out. Everybody, you know, I follow along. Uh, there may be an eye and Rich and Eisen, but I'm a team player. You know what I mean, Steve? That's why I'm a top of your draft board again, right? I was I was a top of your draft board again this year, correct? I mean, I think for a number of reasons. I mean, number one, obviously myself and Michael Bidwell, huge fans of yours. And Thank you, Steve. All you've done with Run, Rich Run, and the St. Jude's uh, stuff, I mean, it's fantastic. I appreciate that. And the photograph that I received, um, I don't know who in that place decided to Photoshop me running <laughs> through uh, Cliff Kingsbury's <laughs> Bond lair, um, but that yeah. was genius. That was fantastic that you had that up no, on your draft board. No, no question. It, it really did. It, it made it a lot of fun. And uh, <laughs> I think they should have done it without sneaker shoes on, though. Like Kind of like you're running through the fire pits. <laughs> <laughs> or I should run like Kingsbury with no socks and like loafers. But I don't have his build, man. I don't have his build. Me either, brother. You know? <laughs> So let's get uh, let's get to your draft. When did uh, Hollywood Brown first appear on your radar screen, Steve? When well, did that Eric DeCosta and I have had some conversations, but I, I would say it, it, it really materialized the night before the draft. And just to me, Rich, it made sense for a number of reasons. Uh, obviously, it gives us a young, dynamic receiver, 24 years old, can stretch the field vertically. He can play inside. He can play outside. 
and obviously his his relationship and the chemistry he has with Kyler Murray is is, is exceptional. These guys worked together in the off season in Dallas, so uh, made made a lot of reasons uh, good reasons for us. And and again, having his uh, him under a rookie contract and two more years of controlled salary is is a good deal for us. Yeah, because you picked up his fifth year option, correct? You did that correct. on, yes, on the correct. spot, okay? And so um, you know. Uh, Share share whatever you, you're you're willing to share or or able to share, but it's just because it was a surprise to us. And then reporting comes out that he had demanded a trade from Baltimore. How how does did, does something like that filter to you through either rumor or or fact that you hear that, and then that causes you to yeah. call Eric DeCosta? Yes, and Eric and I have had a good relationship for a number of years, so he was able to, to, to talk through it uh, over the last couple months and uh, finally got to a point where it made sense for both of us. And I think in a, you know different situations, Rich, trades get done and you know different times you think that somebody got the best end of it. But I think it was the best of both worlds for you know, both teams because I think that we got a young, dynamic receiver. You know, he wasn't happy in that offense, and now we get, put him in a position where he's going to flourish, I think, schematically in what we do and all the different things that Coach Kingsbury has in store for him. So he had a great year last year, over 90 catches, 1,000 yards, and uh, again, expect him to continue to trend in that direction. And then obviously your job is to conduct a draft and your job is to build your roster to championship caliber. Uh, but it, it did appear that there was a, uh, um, uh, some sort of coordination with another part of your organization to get him there for a draft and a, a party and reveal him. Did that? I mean, did that happen? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if you knew this, but Mr. Bidwell does have a plane. <laughs> and even more interesting, he flies the plane. Yeah, that's true, right? So did he fly? Did he personally fly him? Did he personally he do did. that? He did. He went and picked him up in Vegas. Come on. Wow. <laughs> so how does that work? You you tell him, hey, I, we got Hollywood, and then he's just like, I got it. I got the rest from here. Yeah. Is that literally what happened? Yeah. I said, can you give him a ride? And he was like, absolutely. Take that, Jerry Jones. <laughs> you ain't doing that. <laughs> so you fly your plane. Wow. Okay. That's uh, yeah. uh, 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 and a then, big hit, man. He went and picked up J.J. Watt. He's picked up DeAndre Hopkins. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> That's wild. Uh, and then uh, how much um, uh, of acquiring Hollywood Brown uh, got, uh, I, I guess, um, pushed up your, 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 your flow chart a little bit by uh, making Kyler and Murray a happy camper? Getting well, a, a number of things. We wanted to add uh, a receiver, Rich, and, and I, I sort of anticipated the way the first round would go. And uh, at the point where we were picking at 23, I didn't think there would be a receiver that – uh, we would be that excited about. So uh, I couldn't talk to Kyler about this because it was between Eric and I, and it sort of kept it quiet. But uh, immediately after, immediately after the trade was announced, I had about eight or nine fireballs texted to me from uh, Kyler Murray. <laughs> so that's how you found out that Kyler found out about it. Is that he yeah. texted you? Yeah, there were, yeah, there okay. were about eight, eight fireballs. Steve Keim here on the Rich Eisen Show. So you you acquire Hollywood Brown and you look down at your phone and you see eight fireball emojis from from Kyler Murray. So what, how, how is your relationship with Kyler and the organization's relationship with him? It's, it's, it's been good. It's been good. He uh, he's uh, he's fun to talk to about the players throughout the draft process, free agency. I mean, he's a he's a football junkie. So he's a guy that watches a lot of film and gets into it and always likes to voice his opinions, which I love to hear. I, I, I like to personally talk to our players about uh, prospects because it brings to me uh, you know they look, look through it through a different sort of lens you know what I mean it's like they have a different perspective than, than the talent evaluators and the coaching staff 
Well, I mean, you you know the narrative, Steve. So what what is going on with him and 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 and, and you uh, contractually? Uh, I, I have. I have this piece of stationery uh, right here on my desk I've been holding because I've never seen anything like it, what came from his agent the uh, days before the combine. Um, are, are you guys, uh, where, where does that stand right now, you and Kyler, <laughs> contractually? Well, you know, again, uh, um, I would say this. Uh, every deal that you've seen done for quarterbacks after their third year have all been done anywhere from uh, mid-July to about September. So. I wanted to get through the draft process, free agency, all the work that we put into it, and then now we can take a step back, refocus, and see if we can get something done. But uh, everything's been good. Can, you know, the lines of communication have been open with him, Eric Burkhardt, his agent, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get something nailed down before the season starts. So he has not demanded a trade from the Arizona Cardinals? No. No. Nor would I trade him. <laughs> <laughs> Nor would you trade him. Uh, Correct. Go ahead and expound on that. Why not? I mean, uh, because I, I was a decent GM when Carson Palmer was our quarterback, and when he retired, I wasn't a very good GM. And then now that we have Kyler Murray, I've become a little better GM again. <laughs> and I'm smart enough to figure out that when you got one, keep them. Steve Kime here on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, so let's get through the draft then. What did you see in Trey McBride that you liked so much, Steve? Uh, you know, just an extremely productive uh, player. I mean, he again, another player who had, I believe, 90-some catches last year, over 1,000 yards as a receiver. I think it was like the fifth-best uh, production in in, in, uh, in college football from a tight end standpoint. Uh, really great character, three-time uh, captain. I mean, uh, characters off the charts. Uh, great leader, really, really tough, can play in-line, can play flexed, and, again, is very, very productive. Okay, and then uh, working your way through the rest of the draft, you go defensive line. Is that uh, born out of the fact that uh, Chandler Jones is now in Vegas, Steve? Yeah, so we took three three other uh, potential pass rushers right. um, for us. So Cam Thomas and MyJ Sanders and then Jesse Lucchetta from Penn State in the seventh round. All those guys could potentially be three, four outside linebackers and all bring different traits. You know, the, the Cam Thomas is a, a big guy that can hold the point of attack and had 11 and a half sacks at San Diego State. MyJ Sanders is leaner, athletic, uh, really gangly, but uh, has played really well against people like Alabama, Notre Dame. I thought, uh, the, the, again, the arrow is trending in the right direction for him. And then Jesse Lichetti is a guy that didn't test well in terms of 40-yard dash and, and all the measurements, but he's just a really good football player on tape. So we think that the you know three of those guys can, can, can potentially contribute next year. Well, you're the perfect guy to ask this question, Steve Kime, about the wide receiver market, because I've been fascinated by this, certainly with the, the, the rumors surrounding Debo and then the rumors that were surrounding A.J. Brown and then confirmed by the Eagles' acquisition of him. You, uh, you know, saw the Devontae Adams trade that happened in many ways, born out of the argument as to what the DeAndre Hopkins contract really says in terms of annual salary. You acquire somebody in year three in this year's draft rather than go ahead and get somebody that might not be worthy of the 23rd overall pick. What is the concept about paying wide receivers? Certainly Christian Kirk cashed yeah. in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a remarkable way, leaving a spot open for you. You're right in the middle of this whole conversation as to what, yeah. what it's like to pay receivers and value them in this year in the, in the NFL. 
Steve, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, and I, and I think, um, again, they all come in different shapes and sizes. And the thing about Hop is, is we consider him a true X, which is the outside receiver, and a guy who was a number one receiver, in, in, in my humble opinion. But, uh, you know, you get to a point where you have a player like Christian Kirk, who was a fantastic player for us, great person, and uh, we just couldn't handle paying two guys that type of salary. So we had to make a tough decision, and he'll obviously have a good career for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But, uh, you know, you can only pay so many of them. It's like that big pizza pie, and there's only so many slices that can go around, and it puts you in a tough position because, you know, that that's a, a game-changing position on the outside, and it's, it's, it's become more and more valuable. So what about guys coming out of college? Do you think they're more ready-made, thus gives you more ability to draft one? Sort of, you saw what Tennessee did, right? Instead of paying one than yeah. A.J. Brown, they send them out yeah. and they draft is it pretty much his exact comp coming out of right. Arkansas. Well, I mean, I think it's one of the positions, Rich, that you can play early and have success early on, you know, and I don't know that it's, you know, offensive linemen tend to struggle and uh, don't play as well early, and there's a number of other positions that you can say that for, but I think wideouts do have a chance to come in and, you know, really, again, from a payoff standpoint, if you take a guy high and he can contribute that early, uh, you know, it obviously pays huge dividends on the front end of his contract. So, all right, what now? What's, what's in your world now? What happens now, now that you're done with the draft, Steve? What do you got? Well, take a deep breath here and uh, uh, get ready for the off-season program and, and um, you know, probably take a look at Mr. Murray's contract. When does that happen, do you think, Steve? What do you well, think? Well, you know, there's a lot of research that goes into it. I mean, we have a whole analytical team here. we got to look at the numbers, and I'm definitely not the smartest guy, Rich, so I need a little help in math. <laughs> no, I, I know that, uh, but he clearly has a ticking clock, you know. Um, sure. You know, I, 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 do, do you still keep the the, uh, the letter that Eric Burkhart sent out? It's a hell of a stationery, man. Do you still, I have a copy I'll be here. honest with you. I didn't get through the whole thing. <laughs> well, you got the gist off the top, and you, but then you just put it down. And you know, I'm going to get asked this at the combine. My gosh, like hey, I just said, math reading. I'm lazy, man. I got like two sentences in. I'm like, I'm good. Because <laughs> you have no intention of trading him. Zero intention <laughs> no. of trading this guy, right? No, hey, man. I listen. Drafted Josh Rosen with the tenth pick. Moved on from him. Made this guy the number one pick. I mean, they'd put me in the insane asylum if I did that. I, I I do remember that whole time, and that was one of the many times you were kind enough to call in the day after a draft and walk me through that process. <laughs> and you know, oh, man, tough decisions. Yeah. No, I, I, of of course, but but in other words, this is something that uh, you're addressing this summer or between now and training camp. That is the time that you are going to actually hit this thing. With Kyler yes, and his that's agent. Our, that's our intent, yes. Steve Kime, thank you for the call. Let's uh, let's do this again. Uh, always appreciate you taking time after a very busy uh, weekend to, to hit this show. I, I greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks, my friend. You got it. Take okay. care. There you go. That's Steve Kime, everybody, right here on the program. Owner says, I'll get him. That is a that's flex. a flex. That's you know, a that's a funk man. master flex right there, Chris. You know? And me, if I own awesome. the team, if I own the team, I'd be like, uh, I'll get his Uber. <laughs> wow! How rating? Rich will get five his Uber. Stars. But, five five stars. Five stars for five stars. Rich will get his Uber, but he won't hold the elevator door open for him. That's oh, something he won't do. By the way, oh, oh, oh no! It yeah, happened. It, it, it happened. happened. Yeah, yeah. By the way, it happened. I mean, in Vegas, it hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. <laughs> When you're when you're going up and down in a casino, oh, casino. Yeah. No, like, like, like it's I was not prefacing stop. it. It's no. not stop. There is literally every time I got on an elevator or attempted to get on an elevator, this the, this dynamic played out every time. Oh. <laughs> every time. <laughs> every time. And you know what? One time, I'm the guy trying to get on the elevator. 
Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get on the elevator, and the door shut on me. <laughs> and the guy looked straight straight at me in the eye. Oh, and I thought that. of you guys saying it's karma. Oh, it's karma, Rich. Show. It's karma. It's karma. And you know what my answer was? My answer to that whole situation was like that Robert Redford gif. You like, nodded it? my head. Yep. You, you nodded my it? head like, yes, I accept you. I accept you. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. There's 26 freaking floors in this thing, man. I, I respect you. For not letting me on the elevator, I respect you. <laughs> but then you're you like, thought, I thought of you guys thinking, I thought of you guys sitting there thinking, yeah, good for you to the guy on the elevator. You would have cheered the guy oh, on the elevator. Absolutely. Oh, I would have laughed if I was actually you. would have had a cheered from a front row been, seat. Would have been great, as Tony Bennett once I mean, sang. You put it out there, man. So, and so <laughs> I sat there and I just nodded my head. I hit the button. Ten seconds later, next one came. Next one came. There were many times there would be like five, six, seven people getting on an elevator. I'm like, I'll get the next one. Yeah, I don't need to I'm be on the next a bunch one. of folks. I don't need to know. I, I don't need to be on that. Cooped up, coughing on you. Cooped up with BA two everywhere. I don't need that. <laughs> BA two. Yeah, that's the variant. I don't oh. need that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't You're already it. in Las Vegas. Oh, I know yeah. that. I know that. <laughs> I'm a ticking time bomb right now, guys. Watch out. You better stay six feet away, stay from, away me. from us. Yeah. Look out. You, you sneezed earlier, and I was like, ooh, no. Uh, that's okay. Is it? Though? I'm good. I tested. I okay. tested. As soon as I walked in the door. Okay. As soon as I walked in the door. This door? <laughs> no, back home. Oh, yeah. Back yeah. at home. Yeah. Back at home. I'm good. I'm hoping. Knock on wood. But let me just tell you. I respected that guy. Shut the elevator door right on me. Didn't even go for, didn't even give me the reach. As the door shut, so he's we literally locked just eyes. staring we at you. We locked eyes. We locked eyes. I respect. I respect. Al Pacino and Kay. In the Did you say it's anything? Exactly. Shut the door. Shut the door. Shut the, it's, ex, it's exactly what it was. Did you try to get him? Did you throw the hand up? Did you say, excuse me? Or you just. No. Okay. No. Actually, what I try to do is I try to stick my hand in the door. Because, you know, all you got to do is just wave it yeah. real quick. Hit the sensor. But you, you got to make that decision. You got to make that decision. Yeah. That window can close fast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then suddenly you're, you're... Las Vegas has a thousand elevators in each. It's like... Yeah, like, that's true, too. It's not like you're waiting for one elevator. But that's... But I, I totally respect it. I thought of you guys. That's one of the only few times I thought of you. <laughs> oh, man. The audacity. Uh, we'll take a break. Uh, overreaction. But there so I am there right is. there. Yep. Uh, yep. You come at me in the elevator and there, there it's... You know, if you're, again, a woman or an uh, elderly, I'll hold the door. If it's your guy, and I feel like, and I feel like you're gonna delay my route to my to my floor. Elder. No shot. Elder. That's the look you're gonna get right there. Like Such a baby's crap. in the elevator Understood. by itself. It got paid forward, and I have no problem with it. Let's talk game time, boy. Do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show? And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me... 
I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on our terrestrial radio outfit, all one big happy family. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the program. Let me just say, uh, let me just say this, man. Um, that was fun with Steve Kime, where he's just like, no, I'm not trading him. I didn't even get through it. <laughs> I was a real smart general manager. We had Carson Palmer here, and then we didn't. I was a bad general manager <laughs> until Kyler Murray came along. Now I'm a good general manager. Now you so, could sit there, and I'm sure that there, works, though, Rich. I'm sure there are some that's people sitting there and saying, "Well, it's not about you." Right? There are some people who might say that. Um, he is uh, a self-effacing individual, big time. He also knows how briefly things can change in the NFL, and he's got one of them. Kyler Murray, what make of it? What you will that the team has wilted in the in the months of November and December, and last year December and January. Unfortunately for them. And how um, you could say that's Murray's doing or fault or he's got a large hand in it. You go ahead and trade away Kyler Murray. Three years in. You know, that ain't happening. I, I didn't think it was happening when I saw this note. <laughs> and I just loved how he said he didn't even get through it. <laughs> I'm not reading all that. That's pretty funny. And I almost said to him, you know, let, let me read you part of it then in the back half, you know. <laughs> But it's one of those time consumers that you you can't get to. Kind of like Ed Marinaro making a draft choice. Uh, <laughs> that was funny, though. I, How did that play in the room? Because it was pretty cool on TV. Well, as you know, we're not in a room. We were by the, uh, oh, that's we were true. By the that's fountains. True. Uh, but you can get the general sense yeah. of what's playing on television. Right, right, right. Um, and how we reacted to it. Yeah. And... Um, you know, he he went. I on. I want to know how much more he had before the stage man. Well, he went on. Out. As you know, he comes up um, in the second day. They're having celebrities and uh, season ticket holders and um, anybody not named Roger Goodell pretty much make these yeah. draft choices uh, announcements. And uh, Ed is. Uh, I remember him from Hill Street Blues. Now I'm I'm a, I'm a man of a certain age, mm-hmm. but he was he was in Hill Street Blues, and um and and. I didn't. I didn't remember. I knew he played football. I know he's from the Ivy League, and I knew he played in the NFL. I didn't remember he was a Viking at yeah. all. But they got him, and he came out, and <laughs> he started going on so long that I said into like, the microphone that, that we have a, a new residency here in Vegas. Was the first thing I could think of. But I felt terrible because I'm a kid who played the Hill Street Blues theme on the piano for my piano lessons. <laughs> Like I, I, I did, Mike. I had the sheet music, Mike Post sheet music, that and everything. Was a big one. It was huge. I mean, Mike Post is already the king of uh, of television. Uh, you know, theme songs for the Rockford Files and everything. But at any rate, so I, I felt bad. But you know, him being told by a member of the NFL staff to 
Just she just pointed read the card. right she at, at the card. Read just the read card. the card. <laughs> <laughs> just read the card. Come on. If they had music read to the play card. off, they would have played the music. Who told him? Who told her to do that to him? I do that to him. He was doing it to all of us. I know, but it was funny. Oh, dude! After a while. Right. And by the way, in, I'm also on the. You, you're sitting at home. I'm at home watching, watching it. Yeah. I'm somebody who's part of the broadcast of this thing when when clock's moving yeah. and picks that, get, need to get announced on time. Was and that second round or third round? It was second round. So that's seven minutes. It was pick. second it's round. going fast. Right, yeah. and, 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 and uh, we got to move things yeah, here. And you know, I'll be honest with you, it wasn't the most compelling story either. No, it wasn't, it wasn't that great. It was more but funny. What, he just was just rambling. I would have done, though. Yeah, he was just up there rambling. What I would have done, because the Vikings had another pick that night. Okay, they had another pick, I think, in that round. Brought him back out. I brought him back out and told him to come out and start by saying, so anyways, where was I? <laughs> <laughs> that would have killed. That, that would have killed. killed. Yeah. And then had him read the pick right away. What would have killed? Like, he would have gotten a standing oh, O coming out killed. another time, yeah. coming out, waving the hands, and just start. So anyways, where was I? <laughs> like, feed him that line. Yeah. Talk about the elephant in the room sure. and then have him make that other pick. But no, I think uh, yeah, somebody made the decision to tap yeah, Ed out. Ed's killed. out. Ed was one and done. <laughs> he was one and done. He was a one-hit wonder. Yeah. And then everyone, was, the was, ta- everyone was talking about Kyle's, Kyle Brandt. Well, Kyle did it later on that night. The Bills pick it away. Yes, and night, apparently yeah. he brought the – he told me he brought that buffalo wing with him. Like he bought it days ago. <laughs> he brought it with him. In his pocket, he brought it through security, he brought it through everything that he bit into that wing. Wow. He was decked out, too. The Zubas. The Zubas. Yeah, I know. It was great. The, yeah, he had it going on. Yeah, he nailed it. By the way, he and Ed, Ivy Leaguers. Big night for the oh, Ivy League. Oh. And then Donnie Osmond was in the back. Dude, and, and then Donnie, Os- Donnie Osmond making a draft pick. And Wayne Newton. My gosh. But, uh, you know. <laughs> I, I I I'll just I'll I'll say this. You, you want to do the Vegas stuff now, or you want to? I'll, I'll hold off on that because I know you've got um we got, we got you've got overreaction Monday here, yeah. uh, and then phone calls eight four four two zero four Rich. If you're on hold, stand hold. We'll we'll take your call in a moment because uh, we've got uh, two guests coming up in hour number three. We've got Howie Roseman of the Eagles front office and Ian Rappaport of the NFL Media Group because I I want to know what's going on with Baker. That I will hit right here. Then we'll get to your overreaction Monday. It's part of overreaction if you want to wait. I know I, I know it's going to be part of overreaction, I, I assume. It's okay. I just want to say this. Because overreaction, we've got to go quick. I just want to spend a little time here. I have no idea what the Browns are doing. I don't know what the Browns are doing with Baker Mayfield. Are they holding on to him? Because they're concerned that Deshaun Watson could potentially get suspended. And they need somebody to take snaps for him. And they need somebody to win games while Deshaun is on a suspension. How long is that suspension going to be? A full year? Would it be a full year? A full year? I don't think so. And I don't know when that's going to be handed down anyway. And even if it is for that long, what are you going to say to Baker Mayfield 
Hey, Baker, I like this is the way the conversation is going to go. Hey, Baker, I know you feel slighted because we heard you on that podcast where there was a dog looking for a belly scratch. And, you know, we, we, we know you feel disrespected. And then we know you said goodbye to us before Deshaun even said goodbye to, to us himself before reversing course because we decided to guarantee every single of his $230 million that we gave to him, hardly really even knowing him. And we certainly don't really know him based on 22 civil suits that are out there to see what's real and what's not. But we still gave him all of that guaranteed money. We gave it to him, not to you, not to you. And we know that you played hurt and you may have played hurt even though we told you not to play hurt, that you'd be fine if you didn't play hurt, and you did. And, uh, you know, if that was the case. But we need you. We need you now. And, hey, look, you ball out for us, and then you show the rest of the league you could still win. Right? That It's a win-win. You win for us, and then you win for yourself because you get to show the rest of the league that you can win. But we need you, man. And um, let's just say the suspension's not even for a full year. It's for half a year. We just need you for September and October. And then, and then, and then you're gone. Then, then we'll cut you. Then, then, then we'll send you on your way. That's it. Or, or then you could stick around here and hang out, and we could, we could just quiche on you. We'll just send you home, and you can get paid. And we just need you for these few weeks. What if he goes like six and two or something? But it doesn't even matter. Because that whole conversation to Baker Mayfield, there's a church, and that's the wet fart. (laughs) (laughs) For the lack of a much better phrase. Because that's how it would go over in that church. So what are you doing? What are you doing? I had Pete Carroll on, on the show on NFL Network's coverage, uh, middle of uh, day three. And of course you can't ask him, you're interested in Baker? Because Baker's on another team. You can't do that. So I said to him, you know, you, you got Drew Locke, you got Gino. you thinking of adding another veteran. And he gave the answer of, well, we always compete around here. That's the mantra. We always compete. We're always looking for competition. And, um, and then I'm like, well, how about adding that veteran since you did not draft a quarterback and you haven't, you know, you might not. How about adding that veteran um, now, right away? No, was the answer. They're going to see what they've got in Drew Locke, and they're going to see what they have in Geno. Well, they already know what they have in Geno. I think they're really eager to see what Drew Locke is going to do. But then Pete also said Geno's ahead right now. Because Geno had time. Of course he is, because he's had more time. He played. Remember last year? I had, we, I there were times we went higher register on Geno. Yeah. Hey, look at him play out there in Seattle. Bad news situation. Well, I mean, we've seen his body of work in its entirety and think that that's not a guy who can take Seattle to the promised land right now. But they definitely want to see what they have in Drew Locke. So Baker's not moving. Carolina's not getting him after they drafted Matt Corral. Who's going to take him? Where's he going to go? And certainly if you're not entertaining, I don't know how much money they're entertaining and eating. But the idea of let's hold on to him. And see if there's a, a an injury that happens in training camp like Teddy Bridgewater and he could be 
the Sam Bradford of 2022. Oof. Like, what? that's your plan? How do you go through the draft and not eat whatever salary to get him out? You don't want him around either. What do, you don't want him around. He doesn't want to be there. You don't want him there either. Isn't that amazing? Last year, Deshaun Watson was that guy for the Texans. Now Deshaun's on that uh, on 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 Cleveland, and now Baker's that guy for Cleveland. I don't know what the Browns are up to. Eight four four two zero four. Rich is the number to dial. All right, I'm going to take a call, and then we'll do overreaction Monday in the next segment. I don't want you rushing. All good. Let's go to Jeff in Detroit. What's up, Jeffrey? Hey, Jeff, how you been? What up, though, Unc and my cousins? Man, I miss you guys. I'm going to talk to you in a minute. What Rich, up, though? you look really, really good. The Eisen family deserves a vacation, dude. <laughs> you really rocked it. Had us cracking up with the misty eye, and it's not the fountain when you got your pick for the Jets, man. <laughs> I'm very, very happy. Hopefully things will look up for both of us. We got the guy that we wanted. Um, I have a couple of things. First of all, the Draymond Green situation, I honestly believe that referees should be able to face, like you always say, should have to come up with a, a, a reasoning behind why they do certain things, you know. Another thing, here in Detroit, with HBO coming to town with Hard Knocks, is there a better situation for them to be in than to pick up Aiden Hutchinson, hometown hero and all? And I'm going to tell you, he's not the star. The star is his mom and those sisters of his, man. They're really going to get a lot of face time when HBO <laughs> comes to town here in Detroit, dude. I kid you not. <laughs> You're too much, man. You're too much. Uh, thanks for the call, Jeff. You're the best, man. Thanks for holding on, and thanks for always calling in and saying such nice things. I forgot that they were doing hard knocks this year with the Lions. But Jamison Williams as well. You know what? Um, that's another rumor that you hear is that Baker winds up there. Oh, interesting. Baker winds What's up What's the there. difference between him and Goff? Well. <sighs> One throw from the Super Bowl. I mean, come on. I don't know. That's a rumor is that he winds up there. They're not terribly happy with Goff. That, you know. Hmm. I don't know. They want to win football games now. He's a guy that could do it. He could compete. He can push. What's the big deal? I don't know. You know, that golf is. I don't know if that's an upgrade. Mm. Baker can win football games, man. I just don't know what is going on with him. And it, does his reputation have anything to do with it, too? The reputation of what? Just being a, a red ass. A guy that's I mean, a red ass. I guess that fits Dan Campbell's personality. Maybe. I don't know that there's a lot of also he's kind of they're like no nonsense, no drama. They don't want any of that stuff. Right. They don't want any of that stuff. That's the pushback on that rumors. They don't want any room. You know, they don't want anything like that. They want it set up the way they want it set up. And let's go win football games and remove the drama from it. Remove any of the questions. I feel like Baker would. Kind of do well to like go to Tampa and sit, that's another sit one I mentioned. Brady or that's something, the one you know? I mentioned. Is he goes to Tampa, but gets with Byron Leftwich. But, and... but you can't. The Cleveland's going to have to eat salary for that yeah. big time, and that he's the one who backs up Brady. But they're spending two thirty on Deshaun. What's eight or nine million to eat? That's what Baker's I'm thinking. Salary, you know. The Haslam's already cutting almost a two hundred million dollar check for. Um, Escrow, what's another 15 million? It's just cap that you're reading anyway. Yeah, what's another 10? You're spending it anyway. 
I'd rather trade him than cut him and have him wind up in some other place within the, you know, wouldn't even be But what are you getting back from Baker at this point? A fifth or sixth rounder? That's better than 0.0. Better than zero, yeah, sure. Or holding on to him. Yeah, the holding on to him doesn't make much sense. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we've got ourselves a, 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 a an overreaction Monday before we get to our friends Harry Roseman and, and Ian Rappaport here on this edition of The Rich Eisen Show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. You're not into the Blue Man Group over there? TJ, you just, you're not, that's not your thing? I mean, I, I know of the Blue Man Group, but I don't really know the Blue Man Group. You know what I mean? I've like, I know anything. who they are and I know what they do. But you do. want to know who they are as people? Yeah, I mean, you're... you know me as an investigative journalist, Rich, I like to get to the, the soul good. of the, the person. Cirque de Soleil you know? and Blue Man Group are two things you have <laughs> to see in Vegas. Any of them. Any of the Cirque du Soleil's. Did you ever see? Did you ever see Siegfried and Roy? Did you ever see Siegfried and Roy? Did you ever see that? No, and I'm and I had a big fight with my parents when we were there because I wanted to go see it. And why didn't they want to go see it? They wanted to go see one of the Cirque du Soleil's, and I was so upset. What year was this? Going back, nineties. You went to Vegas with your parents. We met him there. My father loved Vegas. He loved Vegas, and he loved the shows. He would always get us. We were oh, I think for like Cirque du Soleil in like the front row. I've always like want, would, yeah, I, I grew insane. up always wanting to go to Vegas because my brother and I we had a we had a board game where it was kind of like Monopoly, but it was called Vegas, and the properties were all casinos, oh, and cool. you'd land on the Stardust, you'd land on Circus Circus. Or whatever, so I yeah. knew all of the I knew all of the logos and I knew all of the neon signs and I knew all of that as a young kid. So we played Vegas. You know? A show called Vegas. I know it was Robert Urich, Dantana. Mm-hmm. Played Dantana. Named People after always, named after the guy who ran ran Dantana's here. I was, I was nicknamed Binzer, his associate. Is that right? Because I looked like Binzer. No <laughs> look it up. I look like Binzer. I still remember my first trip to Vegas vividly. The me too. Yeah. And we passed by. We went to, um, on, on what was this, Wednesday night, we went to Barry's Steakhouse. Oh, yeah. In uh, downtown. Shout out to the chef, right? No, that was the, yes, that was the Wynn Steakhouse oh, the one night. Okay. And so there were two nights where I could actually go to dinner for, well, actually, that's not true. But those, <laughs> and we passed by, we passed by the, the small, you the know, you went to see the, uh... way off strip spot that we could afford in college. <laughs> The Shalimar Hotel. The, Shal- <laughs> the Hotel Shalimar. I mean, yes, sir. We, <laughs> had, like, we zoomed past it, and I'm like, oh, if I'd only remembered, you know, I didn't have my phone the out. I would have taken a picture. Hotel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That just. Yeah, there were, no, there were no casinos in that one 
at all. All right, let's get to overreaction Monday right here on the Rich Eisen Show. First, um, first, uh, first overreaction Monday we've had that's basically all football in quite some time. Let's get to it right here on the Rich Eisen Show. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction <laughs> Mondays. Monday. Christopher, what do you have? All right, uh, the year of Rich rolls on. Uh, the Jets won the draft, and they're going to make the playoffs this year. Oh, I'm not going there. That's a total overreaction. They're <laughs> what do you make- mean? Did you see their odds change big time? Why would they change the odds? Why would they change your odds? Why, why, why would they change your you odds? you got three starters in the first round. I, you got four starters, I think. In the, in, you want to throw in Brees Hall? Yeah, they could have double they, backfield I, action. I, I, yeah, I'm, I see I, it. I, I'm, I'm very excited about they, they, they got the draft. I mean, if... If if getting players who are highly regarded and getting them multiple ways and you don't have to use capital in next year's draft to go get them, that's the way you will, quote-unquote, win a draft. And so I would agree the Jets won the draft in that regard, but making the playoffs, that, that is a huge, tall order, sir. Certainly with the AFC West looking the way that they look, and the AFC North going to now be much better than last year. And the Dolphins looking the way they look. Seven, I mean, for the first time in a while, um, well, I guess there's only been uh, seven teams make the playoffs for two years. You're, you're, you're going to look at like a, a seven seed that can actually win a playoff game. Like big time. Like whoever doesn't get that buy and sits there at the two seed, you're going to be in trouble in the AFC. It's not going to be one of those nine and eight limp in teams at the, at the seventh spot. You're Rich, not going to see that. Rich, we didn't sit here and listen to you pound the table for Sauce Gardner for know, months. For like, we didn't sit here and no, listen to you say how much you love the Jets draft. Now. For you to now go in there, didn't have I taught you nothing? No, he asked you if the Jets going to make the playoffs. Ask me that question, Chris. Hey, if I'm a Jets fan. Hey, TJ, you're a Jets fan, a long time Jets fan. Yeah. Are Jets going to make the playoffs in 2022? You better believe it. We got the sauce. See, that's what people want to do. They don't want you to hem and haw and say well, no, no, Rich. No. Say Steelers, it with your chest. No. They're going to make it. 9 7 and 1. Pats 10 and 7. Raiders 10 and 7. Bengals 10 and 7. You damn All right. All could miss the playoffs this year. Why can't the Jets Bengals sneak are not in there? The play- Dolphins, are- Chargers. Chris, Bengals aren't Ravens. missing the playoffs. Bengals- I just gave you four teams that could take their spot. Bengals aren't missing the playoffs. Come on. They're more likely than not to miss the playoffs, Rich. Losers of the Super Bowl in the following uh-huh. year. He's Except this time around. Very good happen. point. Overreaction. What else? Boo. All right. Boo. All right fair. <laughs> um, guys, there were 262 picks. I think there were 262 wide receivers selected <laughs> yes. over the weekend. The league is overvaluing wide receivers right now. No, I think what the league is doing is what the – you know, it's it's fascinating that we've got Howie Roseman coming up. He's the one who takes A.J. Brown because he's like, I'll take the kid who's already proven in three years what he can do when healthy. Caveat. I'll take him. I'll draft him in the first round at a, at, at in year entering year four by coughing up a first round pick to go get him. And I'll pay him $100 million. And the Titans on the other side are saying, yep, nope. We're going to draft somebody out of Arkansas in Traylon Burks. And as soon as Traylon Burks gets drafted and they put up his what we call baseball card, that's what we call mm-hmm. it in the NFL Network truck and and um, and uh, and production staff, and on it has 
certain bullet point attributes, and the one was from Daniel Jeremiah, his comp. His comp was A.J. Brown. <laughs> they drafted his comparison, and they'd rather do that than have the actual A.J. Brown paid at a certain level that the Eagles are fine paying him. I didn't hate so that. They're not, by, they're by not overvalued. What they are, are is, is more pro-ready coming out of college. And then we'll see if they're valued or overvalued or what their value is going into their second contract. We're seeing Eagles say yes for A.J. Brown. Titans say no for A.J. Brown at the price. And we'll see how Debo plays out. And one thing that Pete Carroll said when he came on the NFL Network on Saturday is he mentioned D.K. Metcalf for the quarterback that plays there. He's not going anywhere. And we'll see what happens with him if he doesn't get paid and he goes into his fourth year without getting that extra contract. We'll see how... That's handled in Seattle. What's next? You mentioned him, Rich. Kind of feels like right now, May 2nd, Debo's going to be on the 49ers week one. That's a million percent. Million percent. Because why would you trade him for draft choices now that you're you're, uh, unfamiliar where they're going to land? Three days ago, they were fully familiar where the draft choices were going to be, and he could have cashed them in on the spot, and they didn't do it. And I heard that the Jets were way in on that. And I heard that the 10th overall selection was offered to San Francisco for it. And uh, uh, and San Francisco said no. You heard Kyle Shanahan say that nothing came close. Right. Like, well, what? I would think the 10th overall selection and maybe other draft picks... Would have come close, but they decided not to trade him, and I'm not surprised by it. And Debo is going to be on the Niners week one. We'll see if he's active week one. We'll see how he handles that. He's going nowhere now. I did not appreciate Odell Beckham kind of toying with my emotions. Saying that he's going to the Patriots? Oh, my gosh. On Twitter? Yeah. Quickly shot down. Well, you want to ask Ian that in hour three? We could do that. Okay, sure. Why not? Uh, Rich, you talked about uh, Baker a second ago. Uh, just kind of follow up my overreaction was it seems like he's going to be waiting a while for a new team. No question. No doubt. No doubt. Because in the same way that we saw today, the Saints go out and get Tyron Matthew. They went through the draft and didn't get a safety. So that's a need. You fill it. Anybody who went through the draft that needed a quarterback and didn't fill that need, why aren't they going to get Baker Mayfield today? It's because I don't know what team there is that fits that mold. You could say Seattle, but Seattle might not term quarterback a need right now. As Pete Carroll wants to see a competition between Drew Locke and Geno Smith. And if he sees in the OTAs something that disturbs him, or he sees stuff in other workouts that concerns him, and he sees stuff in training camp that concerns him, maybe that's when they go and hit the Baker Mayfield button. If, see, if, if the Browns eat enough salary because you're not going to take somebody on that's 18 million bucks and and have to find the cap room for him to potentially lose a a quarterback battle so yeah he's going to be waiting a while it's crazy what else you got all right last one uh nfl here um eagles made the big move for the weekend trading for aj brown it's a make or break year for jalen hurts in 2022 i kind of have to agree with that but again, we're having the general manager of the Eagles come on in a, in a, in a bit because they have draft capital next year enough to go get the replacement. You got A.J. Brown. You got that running game. Smith. You got Smith. him in last year's draft. Dallas Goddard. You've got enough weaponry right here. 
And defensively, you play well enough, they could win the division. And they did get a, a, a nice wet their beak a little bit in the playoffs last year. So they made the playoffs last year. I know they had the doors blown off in Tampa. But that's going to count for something. And you saw Jalen Hurts FaceTime A.J. Brown, and they were just laughing like school kids. Because yeah, I think they're gonna, they know each other very well, and I think they're going to play well together. Can't wait to see what the Eagles look like. But I agree with you, Chris. I think that, that is, that's not an overreaction either. A lot of agreement between us today. Hey, lockstep. Like you never left. That's your overreaction Monday coming off of the NFL draft in Las Vegas. But you you ask questions that uh, we're going to have some answers to. Certainly one is a decision maker in Philadelphia and Howie Roseman and then Ian Rappaport. He's going to come on and I I know he's going to say that the the Browns are thinking of just hanging on a Baker just in case they need him. (laughs) I think Baker would be like, that is a call I am not answering. (laughs) You can pound that sand and just pay me my money. <laughs> All right, a few more. Let's do some NBA ones. What do you uh, got, guys? Real quick. Oh, bonus. This is you maybe got the NBA music, Mikey. Go oh, for yeah. it. Oh, that's okay. You can start. Oh, no, you can okay. join no, us. You can join us in good. progress, as they say in television. Maybe uh, this is just my own overreaction, but the Celtics are in trouble, man. Oh my god. Well, I think that what the Celtics trouble is uh, is spelled Giannis, G I A N N I S. Like make a shot, ah, dude. Why are we that taking was, so many threes? That was ridiculous. Like you know, Rich, Chris, and I were speaking before the show about how Jason Tatum has now elevated himself to where he's on the list, right? When we talk about the best players in the league, top five, top eight, whatever. Giannis last night made them look like they didn't like they the were first is, year like, players. Al Horford played pretty good D on yeah, him, and was, he was getting everyone else involved. Obviously, he's a he's just that much machine. bigger. He's that much stronger. He's so just good. that much better. It's the ridiculous. three scariest words about Giannis. Three scariest words about Giannis are room for improvement. Because <laughs> yeah, every single time you think that's the best he can be. He is finding another gear and another level. Only 27. You notice we're not counting foul shot seconds anymore, right? No, we're not. (laughs) You notice how it used to be if Giannis can make a 17-footer, now he's shooting threes. And that is head that you can get to him. If you can't get to him in any way, shape, or form through beating him physically or beating him up physically... You can get to him mentally by getting him to the line. That's that's that's, go, that's gone. Like he said last night, I don't know if you heard. He likes feeling beat up after a game, and like when Room you're built like that, that game one showed like he's getting better. Like how's that possible? Yeah, he's going to be a pro. I mean, Brockman said this, and I love old school players, but Brockman said this maybe two years ago, and I laughed at him. But now he kind of put Giannis and said that he's going to be passing a team in terms of lineage and in terms of ranking, and I'm like you. Maybe that should have been your overreaction. Maybe. Uh, real quick, Warriors Grizzlies <laughs> headed for seven games. Feels like it, right? No, I mean, they're going to keep ejecting Draymond to just piss him off. Maybe. I think they kind of helped them yesterday. But. Jordan Poole, baby. Dirty. There's too many. There's too many of these Warriors now. Clay, Steph, Poole, Wiggins, and Draymond when he's not ejected. Ten seconds left. Throw up the last one real quick. TJ liking your team is an automatic mush. Sorry, TJ. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Where does that come from? Because oh! well, Embiid is hurt. Shots fired. Embiid is hurt. The from the mush. Like, that's you. 